I read a quote recently that says, the abundance of creative ideas with no energy to invest in them is a gateway to pain. And boy, that couldn't be any more true. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Think Well, Think Better, Living Well with MS. I'm so happy to be here today for a number of reasons. Uh, not one of which, of course, is... If you've been following along with the podcast, I just completed the 10th and final facet of the 10 Facets of Life segment of this podcast, and that was a big step for me. And I want to take a moment and ask you respectfully if you will share just a little bit of your time with me today in celebrating that actual thing. Uh, a few months ago... I was in a place where I was not um, doing particularly well. I wasn't very high on life, and the totality of the last couple years um, started to really weigh on me. It was a perfect storm of a long winter, isolation, uh, just a lot of things not going, quote, my way. And in that pain... Of that, And in the suffering of that situation, I, I was looking for something, a ray of hope, some sort of beam of escape, something that can help elevate me out of that pit of despair I found myself in. And I had tried many things, and nothing was budging it. Until I read that quote, and I realized what it was, was I wanted to do something. I so badly wanted to do something, but I was lacking an internal drive and the energy supply required to do that thing. And once I realized that, I became more depressed. Because once again, I was faced with a situation that wasn't exactly my fault, and it wasn't of any, anything that I did or didn't do. It was I couldn't. I couldn't get myself mustered up to do it. But I had just become so disgusted with feeling that way that I decided I'm going to sit down and make a choice. I'm going to start this podcast. I don't know anything about podcasts. I don't have any equipment for podcasts. I've never even listened to many podcasts. But I felt this calling within me that not only was that something I have to do, but it was something that I should do. Not just for me, though, but because if I could put this together and organize my thoughts in a way, I might be able to help some other people along the way. And that in that moment became a driving force for me. And I abandoned all sense of logic and reason and all the reasons that everyone will tell you not to do something new. I didn't care about those anymore. It no longer mattered to me if I bombed. I was going to do this. I set a goal. And I saw it through. <laughs> and that is what I want to celebrate today because I think it's important not to lose sight while we walk through these journeys together, that 
it becomes so commonplace that we start to be able to do things again or we're starting to take back control of aspects of our life that we forget how magical it is to do that. I think it's important to stop and celebrate yourself and celebrate those around you for even the, quote, little things that happen in life. So making it to 30 episodes of this podcast was a goal I set and I saw it through. Was it easy? No, no, not at all. Uh, There was a lot of challenges, a lot of things not going my way. But to be honest, I'm getting used to that. I mean, (laughs) last couple years, nothing has really been going my way and I'm managing to survive it. So I adopted that mindset of it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be done and it needs to be good and it needs to benefit more than just me. It's, it is my small contribution to the world at large if I could help one other person out with sharing my experience of this very, very strange situation I find myself in. So if you can, do a little clap for me. Hey, woo, Tom, you did it. Because <laughs> it might not be a, a huge thing in, in the grand scheme of life, but... For me, where I am, I made, a, I made a commitment and I saw the process through. And that is where we kick off today's episode because I want to talk about and reiterate the importance of setting goals and having the proper processes in place to help you not, not just get by, not just survive life, not just weather storms. I want to be up there where I am beyond thriving. Where thriving is, is, is something that would feel low-key to me, actually. I want to be excelling. I want to be elevating. I want to be evolving to a point where I am unrecognizable. That's my goal, anyway. And I want to bring as many people along with me who are like-minded. So, as we sort of jump into a new season of of life, at least for my life, I'm calling this a fresh start. That's what this is. This is is the uh, very introduction to a a brand new start in my life. I got whopped around a little bit. I got knocked back. I got kicked while I was down. My teeth got knocked out, quite literally. I've been beat up. I've been bruised. Every time life punched me in the face, I fell down. But every time I got back up, every time, it might take me a couple days to get up, might take me an hour or two, but I get back up. And when life punches you, start punching back. If life threatens you, threaten it back. If life wants to get in your way and cause havoc, Cause it havoc. Balance the sheet there. When you're finding yourself in a situation where you're living with a a chronic illness that's an autoimmune disease, there's this global pandemic going on, and a lot of things in your life just aren't making sense anymore, it gets overwhelming quickly, too. And that's where I found myself about three years ago. COVID was essentially putting pause on the entire world. And my inside world, my body, 
I found out, was actively trying to kill itself. I mean, MS is the type of disease that just rots you out from the inside out. It's unforgiving. It's brutal. It's a real son of a bitch of a disease. I can't sugarcoat that. It sucks. But I wasn't going to allow that suckiness to absolutely rule my life. So I sat down, as I had mentioned through the last 10 episodes with the 10 facets, is I sat down and I got real genuine with myself. And I looked at the situation for exactly what it was, objectively. I didn't uh, try to make it something it wasn't. I said, this is what it is. It was black and white for me. And I just knew, I, I, I just knew something inside of me, like intuitively, I knew. I said, if, if I could just get some time and some space and the right new information, I can sit down and begin to process these changes that were happening in my life. I can do this. I know I can do this. I just need, I need some circumstances to go my way. And at that time, they weren't. Now, I wasn't getting the time. I had time, but I wasn't getting the time. I, I had space, but I wasn't getting the space. I was, there were demands on me still. And I, I, I had to get to a point where I finally just said, I, I cannot heal the rest of the world if I'm not healed myself. So I went into a different type of modality of living, a different modality of thought. And this took a huge adjustment on my part. It wasn't so far off my baseline that it was completely foreign, but it did require me to tap into aspects of myself that I hadn't had to in a long time or never had before. But it all came from within me. And that's, that's one of the crucial parts of, of doing deeper healing work when you're coming out of a very traumatic situation is that you can't heal that in the same place where you got hurt. And you also can't heal that with the same habits and, and, and thought patterns that got you sick in the first place. It's just not going to work. The thing that got you sick is not going to get you well. So something has to change, you know? So I sat down, I said, I'm giving myself these gifts, my time, my space, and I'm going to search under every rock and follow every lead. I don't care where it takes me, but I am going to go on an investigation and a fact-finding mission. I am going to find the answers that I am seeking for. And I did that with the awareness that there may not actually be the answer. That's entirely possible and probably true in many cases. But that wasn't going to deter me from moving forward because as long as I was working a plan, I was doing something. It was always one step forward as long as I was working the plan. The problem is, what's my plan? Where is the handbook for global pandemic and life-altering diagnosis at the same time? I don't see a book on Amazon that says, so you find yourself in a pandemic and you also have MS. Here's how to handle that. Because I looked. I looked a long time. I can't find that book. So if you know about that book, please send me like a link to it. But 
the point I'm making is I don't, it didn't exist. So there was no game plan. There was no strategy here. It was just simply, this is what you have in front of you. Now what? The gauntlet had been thrown down. And it became very clear to me very quickly that if I can simplify this in my own mind, I can make this work. I never doubted I could make this work. I just needed some things to go the way I needed them to go to start off. And it starts with acquiring some new disciplines. You know, any successful life is going to have strong, healthy disciplines attached to it. And I had to build these new disciplines while, A, learning about all this new stuff in my life, while also dealing in real time with the unpredictable variables that this disease brings on. So it was a lot of balls in the air, a lot of juggling. But still, if I had a plan, if I had a plan, if I had a system, if I had something I could rely on, it was written down, I could look at it every day, I could review my plan, I could tweak it if I have to, I could adjust it, but I had to have a plan. I had to have a direction to be headed in. I didn't have to go exactly to a degree mark. I just, north was good enough for me if that was the direction. So I started real simple. You know, and I, like everything that I looked at, I just looked at it through a lens of a very critical mind of, and, and an objective understanding of the reality of the situation. And for me, that was the first step in the process it was having the courage to face what stands before me and, and to choose that I was going to be accountable for my own life. Regardless of if it was, if it was my fault or I, uh, it was a result of my actions, doesn't matter. Multiple sclerosis is in my life. It is now my responsibility. It is the ward of me. And I went into it with a a firm promise to myself that there was going to be no blaming, no complaining, no wishing otherwise, no hoping that some magical fairy dust was going to swoop in and, and save me. There was no Calvary. No one was going to come in and help me organize my life for me. No one's ever going to do that unless you start helping yourself first, I thought to myself. So I began the process of helping myself. I will find help along the way. I knew it. But no one's going to help me unless I'm helping me. So I started being a friend of myself. I started understanding what are my needs at this very moment. Even if it's in a survival mode, what do I need to survive this moment? That's fine. And everything that doesn't fit into that criteria that gets paused, that gets put to the side. Because when your health is under direct threat, you stop sort of worrying about work emails. They don't seem that important anymore. I understand someone might be trying to contact me for you know, work, but um, you know, I have a toothache and I can't feel the left side of my face and I've been dizzy with nosebleeds for three days. Who do you think is going to win in that priority battle? Yeah, 
You know, your 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 whatever you're contacting me for, that's going to have to wait. Sorry. Respectfully deal with it, right? And it was within that that full and unrelenting acceptance of the situation exactly as it is, not what I wanted it to be, not what I was hoping it might be, maybe, it, you know, nothing like that. I went in with full acceptance and ownership. And that gave me dominion over all of the circumstances surrounding what was happening in my life. Because it was mine and mine alone. The issues and obstacles and challenges I face are mine and mine alone. The successes and the victories that I score, they're mine and mine alone. Although those I will share with everybody. Because the world needs more of that. They need more, the world needs more celebrations. But what the world doesn't need is a sad sack moping around, complaining, being bitter, being ugly, being nasty, being negative. There's already enough of that in the world. They don't need me. And I was a prime candidate to become that kind of person. How could I not look at everything I had to go through? But because I made that this promise to myself, I sat down and said, this is how I build trust with myself. I'm going to make a promise and I'm going to uphold this promise. And that promise was, no matter what happens, it will be my responsibility. How I heal through this situation, this traumatic event in my life, how I heal that is going to be up to me. It's not anyone else's responsibility to get my shit together. It's mine. There is not a single entity on this planet that is going to come in and coddle me and make sure that I do the things that I need to do. Not going to happen. And it's not going to happen for you, listener, in whatever situation you have. Acceptance and accountability is the first step in the process of moving this thing forward. And it's kind of paradoxical for me that I've realized that the, the less that I am aware of that I actually have control over, the more I feel like I'm in control. The more I let go of a tenuous grasp on an idea that I can alter or change or manipulate or factor into any kind of situation doesn't matter what it is. As soon as I started letting go of the idea that I can pull the puppet strings because I want to, the more I found I was shaping and creating my own life in a much healthier way. I stopped focusing on what other people were doing and I started focusing on myself to the point that I had to just start omitting people from my life because I would try to introduce this sort of outlook and this philosophy on life to them and it just didn't align with them and that's fine. But I'm not available anymore to listen to everybody else's projections of their insecurities onto me just because I'm trying to improve my life and they can't seem to wrap their brains around why I need to do certain things to get through the day. And I have offered my services many times 
that if anyone out there wishes to switch roles with me for one day, let's switch bodies, let's switch minds, let's switch nervous systems, let's switch all the shit I have to deal with. Do it for one day, then come back and tell me how much you still think I need to be doing things the way you think they need to be done. It's the old walk a mile in a man's shoes kind of thing. This doesn't make me a martyr. It doesn't make me any more special than anyone else. It just makes me somebody who became dedicated to the idea that I am never, never, never going to allow myself to get that low again in my life. I'm not ashamed of that because I didn't do anything. But just the same way nobody did anything that caused COVID, it still impacted our lives greatly. Same as for multiple sclerosis. I didn't do anything, but it impacts my life greatly. And it's not a one and done thing. It's different if, say, I was in a skiing accident and I broke my leg. You put that in a cast for a couple weeks. You go to physical therapy after that. Within a few months, you're back running a race, doing half marathons. No problem. Broken bone. Mended. Healed. You move on. Love it. That's not what multiple sclerosis is. Multiple sclerosis is you become aware of the thing that has been driving you fucking nuts for the last 15 years. Now it has a name. And now that you're aware of it, it starts acting really foolish. Because now you know what it is. So you trade the idea of just thinking you're going insane for, okay, well, this is actually a rational explanation of what this, why I feel this way. However, um, this doesn't go away. Not only does it stay with me for the rest of my existence, the nature of it is it progresses as I go. It does not guarantee I'll be in a wheelchair. It does not guarantee that my symptoms will worsen or I'll get new ones. But the likelihood of me having a relapse is very good. And if I have another relapse, like I had a few months ago, I may find myself not being able to see out of my left eye like I did a couple months ago. So as we work and heal and, and process and try to understand what's going on in, in, in our lives and we work this plan because that's what's helping us work it, that's what's giving us our foundation for this new structure we're building, it is not uncommon for something to just come up and disrupt that activity. And that's where the commitment to yourself comes in. That's where that promise is, I know it's tough, today's not the best day ever, but you promised me you were going to do these things, so do it. And that's where the priorities come in. I'm going to take care of my health first. I'm going to follow what my mission is in life. The reason I'm here, the purpose I'm here, I'm going to do that after I make sure my health is in check. After that, maybe I'll open it up to the orbit of people, places, and things in my life. That's the triple crown I spoke of earlier. That's the hierarchy of importance in my life. And that's not something that I say in a braggadocious way. That is just the simplest way 
I have figured out to create a system of living that aligns with where I want to go in life. And I don't think it's for everyone. And it shouldn't be. It's cutthroat. But it's necessary for me. Long ago, the luxury of having options in life vanished from me. There are certain things that normal people sort of enjoy the comforts of that I simply don't have access to anymore. There are certain things that I have to deal with that other people don't have to deal with that I don't speak of because why would I? Why would I introduce that into somebody else? It's my problem. I'll handle it. And if you decide that you want to be in my orbit and have some access to the the fun and excitement that is my life that is not at all fun or exciting, I just ask for some certain things. I ask for some honesty, some compassion, some understanding. It can't just be take, take, take. It's got to be a little equal. And it has astonished me to no end how many people that were in my life um, that just don't can't can't seem to swing the bat at that particular fastball. And I don't know if that's a reflection of my character that I allowed them in my life before that, or if it's just them and they've always been like that. And quite frankly, I don't care. Drastic times refer to drastic measures, and the drastic measures are I need to prioritize my health and my peace, and so therefore everything that does not align with that gets a very polite see around. So what I'm really excited about is not only accomplishing that that goal of setting out and doing the 10 facets of life, that we talked about, but the the reason that was important for me was it plays a huge and integral part into my journey moving forward. And it may not make the most sense to everybody, but it makes sense to me. And I don't put it out there as if it's any kind of solution to everyone's problems, but it, it, it has helped shaped and mold my solutions for what I need. So I share it openly and willingly because if there's some value in there that somebody resonates with and it helps their life out, then guess what? All of this has a reason then. All of this must be for something bigger because it just helped somebody else not feel that pain of low energy of not being able to tap that creative well that's within you. So that's why I do that. I do it also because I enjoy talking and raising the awareness level of multiple sclerosis so that the roughly 2.8 million people on this planet who share very similar things with me who have MS, um, so that they have a voice. I'm not the only voice. I want more voices, as a matter of fact. But I'll be a voice for the people who don't have one right now. Because I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this. This isn't uh, stuff I just pick up along the way and think it sounds cool. This is my life. This is the story of how I reinvented myself. So the 10 facets, uh, it's, it's more than just a thought exercise to me. It was a strict modality of thought. 
that I'd put together that allowed me to organize and categorize the, all those jumbled aspects of my life into a, a clear set of intentions. And those were helped shaped my transformation from a very sick person to someone who is getting well. And I'm getting well because I'm thinking well. And that's why we have this podcast. So through that transformation, through that change, through that growth and that elevation, I was assisted by the 10 facets of life and also by listening to other people share their stories and their testimonials, both from the MS community and from humanity at large. I went back into history and I read about people who had experiences where they faced major adversities in their life. How did they handle with it? I want to know how your brain does it. I want to know what you were thinking. I want to know your situation because I want to see how I could apply that to my life. And if I could apply it to my life and make it work, then I could share it with somebody else and help them make it work in their life. So this required me constructing new behavioral patterns and belief systems. And in order to construct those new patterns, you have to get rid of the old patterns, which is a very messy project. It's very messy. Oh, it's terribly messy. And you're doing this at the same time that everything in your life is just falling apart anyway. So, you know, at one point, you just kind of throw your hands up and say, you know, I I think this is like going for just a full sweep here. Maybe we should just wipe the table clean and start all over again. We'll keep the pieces of us that we need and we like and that work for us, but everything else that's just not serving us anymore, everything that's just a weight around our neck, maybe we need to look at that and figure out ways to get an excess strategy. How much, how much pain is this causing me, having this thing in my life, this person in my life, this situation, this job, this whatever? And then one by one, by one, by one, by one, you look at it and you pull it out and you figure out the best course of action. And it doesn't get resolved that day. Healing's not like that. It's messy. It's like a ball of yarn. It's not one string. And as soon as you think you take one step forward because you kind of get over one thing, um, five more things come up. And then that thing you thought you got over originally, that comes back up again. And you're like, oh, geez. And it's chaos again. Unpredictable chaos. But I'm learning how to live with that. That's what MS is teaching me. It keeps giving me these lessons. It keeps showing me every time I hit a hardship or I hit an obstacle or hit something that just knocks me off my course, it's not really the problem. The problem is I just haven't learned that lesson completely yet. And as soon as I understood that, I just stopped being angry about things. I just started accepting it and saying, okay, teach me. I may not want to be in the flames, but walk me through the fire. Let's go. I don't have a lot of time. I'm not here to pussyfoot around. If there's a solution, I'm going to find it. So all of those, those habits and those belief systems, that, that had to be new. That had to be trained in. That had to be repeated daily, hourly. Every minute, it takes a while. It's like training in a gym. 
It's like training for a sport. You can't just work out once and expect to get ripped. You got to go back and back and back. And it takes certain disciplines to set up the internal structure so your physical body gets used to the new programming and your mentality shifts into a place where what you're doing makes sense for you. Because you'll never stop doing something or start doing something new if you don't know why you're doing it. It'll just be a thing that you don't understand and therefore you won't do it. So you have to intellectualize it for yourself. And then you have to sort of make it make sense with your soul and your brain and your heart. And all of it comes together in a beautiful balance of harmony. Much easier said than done, but it's doable. And that's why I share my story with listeners of this podcast. Because if I can do it, you can do it. I did it under some extreme and very unusual circumstances. And I did all of it. A new start means new start. There's not much of old me that's still lingering around. So I did it (laughs) in the darkness, under extreme pressure and heat, with no support. I sat down and I just figured a fucking way out of it. And then I got to work at that plan. Still facing setbacks, still facing challenges, Nothing got smoother for me after that point other than at least I had a foundation I could build. And every floor I would build on top of that foundation, I'd get a little bit more elevated, a little higher, a little higher, a little higher. But that building goes only so high on a weak foundation. Otherwise, you get the leaning tower of Pisa and things start flopping over. So you have to get your foundation set up straight. And I don't know what your particular needs are and what things are coming into your life and what you're still working on. I don't know any of that. That's why the 10 fastest exists for me because it is the most universal way I can think of to say, take everything in your life, simplify it to the, the, just the, the barest of things. What are you talking about? Career. Okay. Boom. That's it. Stop. Don't give me more details. You hate your job. That's career. Let's just put that in the box and then we could focus on that. What about your career? Now we break it down. But if you get hung up with your job because of money and then you have a car payment, you're you're just scrambling. You're running all over. You're creating more problems for yourself. And I know because I was doing that. I had so much up in the air. I was juggling so many balls. I kind of didn't know which balls to grab next. So the 10 facets became this, this, this concept for me that just allowed me to set a, a, a tone for the life that I wanted to live. I wanted to live within the structure and that made sense to me and it worked for me and it still works for me. And I did that because when I needed it the most, I started the habits And those new habits I started practicing daily, every single day, regardless of what was happening either on the outside or the inside or both. Every day I made that promise to myself. I get up and I do this, I do this, I do this. And every day I would get a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger. 
I could flex a little bit harder, a little bit harder, a little bit harder. It's a game of building up confidence within yourself and for yourself. Because there's nothing like getting knocked on your ass to just completely take your confidence away. And then you get knocked on your ass a bunch of times in a row. You might feel low. And that's where I was a couple months ago when I started the podcast was I didn't feel like I had anything going my way. Nothing was going my way, I kept telling myself. And then I got just tired of being negative to myself. I sat down, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this. There's nothing stopping me from starting a podcast other than me. So I'm going to take accountability for that, and I'm going to start the podcast. And yeah, it's going to be awkward, and yeah, I'm going to freak out about it, and yeah, it's not going to be perfect. I get it, I don't care. I don't remember anyone doing anything for the first time ever and being really good at it. You know? So I just, I did it. You're never going to get the thing you want unless you take that step towards that thing. You got to go. You got to put action to it. It's not enough just to know what to do. You have to do the thing. Knowledge and action equals wisdom. It's not just enough to know about it. And it's also not just enough to just do it. You got to combine those. You have to know why you're doing it, and you actually have to do it. And from there, you get this opening of wisdom, of understanding, of a deeper uh, knowledge about yourself. Insights start rolling in. You start seeing reality for what it really is, not what they sort of project to you. This is taking ownership of your life, regardless of the circumstances. So every day I would get up and I would do those, I would repeat those habits and I would build them and I would tweak them and I would reevaluate and I would go back and see if it's paying off or is it costing me too much time and energy to do it. I would always tinkering with it. And I did so until they just became so embedded into my psyche that it was just second nature. That I stopped having to think about doing the thing, it just became the thing I did. And wouldn't you know, my life started to take on a new shape because of it. Because I introduced these these habits into my life, I started uh, living a healthier life because I was ex- exercising healthier habits every day. And it, it shouldn't be that much of like an astonishing, you know, whoa, okay, right? <laughs> Duh. Again, intellectually, I got that. But it wasn't until I put the action behind it that I see that tree actually bear fruit for me. And that only encouraged me more that this I was on to something. This doesn't have to be a groundbreaking thing, but I was on to something. I was, I was initially correct. If I sat down, I gave myself the right amount of time, space, and information, I could make this work. And I will make this work. I don't know what it looks like when it's working, but I know what it feels like, and it's working. So moving forward in my life, I realized there was a number of things that were just going to be completely necessary for me to do. These were 
negotiables. These were not debatable points. It was absolutely necessary for me moving forward. If I chose, which I did, that I wanted to live a life that was filled with joy and contentment, regardless of whatever this chronic autoimmune disease was going to do to disrupt my life, I was going to stick to my guns and I was going to see this thing through. And that was the promise I made myself. I said, I am going to take what happened to me, what came into my life that I did not ask for, I did not sign up for, I don't want. I'm going to take that. That thing that on paper should read like a tragedy. I'm going to take that and I'm going to turn this around into the best thing that's ever fucking happened to me. That was my promise. Bold of me to say it and mean it with having zero idea of how I was going to make this happen. But I made myself that promise. And consequently, every day since then, I'd get up and I'd work my plan. I'd start a plan. I'd figure out a plan. Whatever it was, I got to work. I started to make progress every day. That was it. It's as simple as progress every day. It looks different every day. It feels different every day. But I know when I'm making progress in my life, it has a different feel than when it did before that. And that gives me so much buzz and so much energy to keep pushing forward and keep making this happen. So this is the story of a fresh start. This is a story of of a brand new beginning. It's a story of reinvention, reimagination. It's a story of letting go of the past and warmly embracing the uncertainty of the future. And this is one story of many that are a story of resilience and courage and guts and grit and that unshakable human urge to be free. Free to explore life with all of its magical wonders while simultaneously growing and expanding myself and elevating myself to become the very best version of me that I can be. This is the story of my life. It's a life well lived and a life that got better because I got multiple sclerosis. So as we push forward with the podcast, I am going to introduce a a wide variety of topics. It might feel a little grab bag at times, um, and it might be, I don't know. Um, There's quite a bit I need to say, and there's quite a bit I want to say, and I want to say it in a way that is actually helpful. The world doesn't need another person complaining all the time. This is not a podcast about me talking about all the physical ailments or the whatever. This is a podcast to help people that are in my community. The community of 2.8 million or so MSers. 
who understand what I'm talking about. The people who fight those, those quiet, silent battles by themselves, but on the outside they look like they are doing just fine. You know, those people that got really good at faking being well, they're not faking an illness, they're faking their wellness. And they're doing it just so you don't feel fucking uncomfortable. So maybe if the world at large could have a little bit of appreciation and a little bit of awareness for what people go through, all people go through silent shit. But I've decided maybe it's in my portfolio to branch out a little bit more and I'm going to be the self-appointed voice for this. One of them. One of many, many voices in this community that speaks out loud often Just reminding the world that we're not looking for handouts. We're not looking for an easy way out. We're just looking for a little fucking dignity. And if you can't give that to us, then please, respectfully, get the fuck out of the way. Life's too short to babysit people who can't wrap their heads around the fact that other people have problems. So moving forward, I have some fun stories I'm going to tell. I hope they're fun. And I hope to bring on some more guests and really liven this conversation up and explore some areas of life that aren't specifically MS related, but are universal to the human condition. Because that's where my compass sort of falls, right there. I want to explore what it means to be human. And what better way to do it than to be a human who is, woo, has a lot going on. (laughs) I'm equal to the task, I think. And if I fail, I'll learn something from it. And if I succeed, no one ever talks about it again because it's a success. Either way, it's a win-win for me. I feel good doing this. And I would like to just take a moment to throw a shout out to uh, all, all of the people uh, over the last handful of episodes, especially, who reached out and shared warm words of encouragement with me. And uh, your your support and your help is felt deeply. And I appreciate you very much for that. Uh, your time is valuable to you and to me. And the fact that you would share it with me means everything. So thank you. And I hope you continue to listen. And if there's anything that anyone would like to hear me discuss, uh, please uh, feel free to reach out and contact me. And uh, let's, let's start some conversations. Let's start talking about things that need to be talked about. Because I'm here for it. I'm here on earth for a little bit of time. How long, I don't know. But I intend on using all of this time to the best of my ability. And I'll share the insights I get along the way and give you a little peek into the journey. But I have no destination and no answers. But I'll give you a peek. And hopefully, just maybe, we'll be able to laugh together about it. (laughs) Till next time, everyone. Um, You got today. Make it your best one. 
Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Think Well, Think Better. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are intended for informational entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for professional medical advice. I realize our time is our most valuable resource. So if you chose to spend yours with me today, thank you very much. And if you found this podcast helpful, please like and subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. If you found value in this podcast, why not share it and recommend it with a friend to help grow and support awareness of the MS community? As always, you can join the conversation on Instagram at thinkwellthinkbetter underscore podcast or email me at thinkwellthinkbetter at gmail.com. Love you all. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.